Yo, yo, yo. Welcome into the podcast version, Clean Pin. Let's wait to join YouTube. I thank you guys for uh, subscribing. This is Clean Pin, episode number four. Going live on YouTube. You're free to do that from the Bleachers Sports Show on YouTube. Let's join YouTube now, shall we? We'll join YouTube on one, two, three. Testing, testing, testing. Sorry, sorry, podcast version. Just want to make sure we're testing here. We're live on the mic. Everything's good. The settings. Let's see. Goody good. All right. All right, all right, all right. Let's go. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Testing, one, two, testing. One, two, testing, one, two, testing, one, two. One, two, three. One, two, three. Testing, one, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. Let's go. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Testing one, two, three, testing one, two, and three, testing one, two, and three. And we're live, 12.07. On a, what's now, late Sunday, late Saturday night, early Sunday morning. This is Clean Pin, and uh, and I thank you for watching. This is where we talk about all things wrestling, sports. No, just wrestling. Come on now, we don't talk any of that sports. AEW, WWE, ROH, NWA, MLW, news, rumors, all things wrestling here. And we try to do this every week. I'm trying to establish uh, said day that I'll be doing this every week. But it's been rather hard. I'm trying to get a set schedule here. Hold on one second. making sure all my connections are nice and easy here let's go check out youtube see so make sure that where the stream is going live here before we uh go any further i hope you guys are doing well i didn't have a chance to do uh didn't have a chance to do a show um 
last week, so there was a couple of things that I wanted to uh, clarify, catch up on. Well, All right, we're live. So, let's begin. And uh, if you're interested on the audio version, you could check this out at Clean Pin on wherever you get your uh, podcasts from Anchor, iTunes, uh, wherever it may be. We are all over the place for your listening pleasure, your commute, your ride back home. So, where do we begin? Everyone. Everyone is in an uproar. You want to be? You want to know? Uh, you want to hear Vince McMahon's latest letter to WWE talent? New WWE cameo partnership coming soon. Here's the letter. Just a friendly reminder that this Friday, October second, is the deadline. For severing any unauthorized business relationships with third parties, as mentioned in my September 3rd message, continued violations beyond this deadline will result in fines and may result in suspension or termination. Termination, no way you could go to the AEW. Ooh. If you need further details, please contact our EVP of Operations, Brad Blum. Thank you, Vince. Listen. Also mentioned, uh, also noted that a message came through to many performance center trainees this week from higher-ups in the company asking the trainees to shut down or make the cameo pages unbookable. Another message came to WWE talent that uh, that inquired, letting them know that WWE has finalized an agreement to keep wrestlers on cameo and instructed the performers how to opt in to the partnership, noting that the payments will now be required to grow through WWE. Well, listen, up in arms, everyone is up in arms, the internet is up in arms. It's very simple, very simple. You ever notice how at at times, um, unless it's, like, if if you've seen Ed O'Neill, you know, uh, Al Bundy, you know, from uh, Married with Children, on the street or doing an interview, he is Ed O'Neill. He's not Al Bundy. If you ever seen uh, James Gandolfini doing an interview, he's um, he was James Gandolfini. Rarely ever would he be. Uh, Tony Soprano and his mannerisms unless it was you know promoting the Sopranos Ed O'Neill or Al Bundy was Al Bundy when he was promoting 
married with children and specifically um, given uh, the request to do so by, let's say, Fox, for example. Fox told Ed O'Neill, you're doing an interview, you're promoting married with children, uh, we need you to be Al Bundy. That character, I guarantee with you, I guarantee to you, that character is a character that's owned by Fox. Or maybe a better um, better uh, comparison is uh, Disney. Disney owns all the characters. So you can't have, let's say... Uh, let's say um, Mickey Mouse. Uh, you can't have D- D- Disney, who has Mickey Mouse, and Mickey Mouse makes money for Disney. You can't have Marvel Comics, Marvel, taking Mickey Mouse for their using his image for their gain. That's all that this is. This is simple. Simple. If you are said character, um, if you are character, let's do an example. If you are character, if you were a character Macho Man, okay, you cannot go on Twitch, YouTube, um, or any of these social media platforms and be. Macho Man. So all these Twitch followers, all these YouTube subscribers, you are getting um, because you're being Macho Man and not Randy Poffo. Because you're Macho Man, which is uh, that name and that character, you're using that name to make money, that stage name to make money, for yourself, even though you're a contracted employee under WWE. And WWE is not getting a cut of it. It's simple. And it was, it's been clarified. So I don't understand why there's such an uproar, uh, you know, an uproar one month later. Simple. All you have to do is just use your real name. And then you continue, you could continue to use your, you know, uh, your YouTube, your, your, your Cameo, your, your Twitch, by using your real name. It's 2020. I guarantee, folks, a lot of people know how to use Google. And if they want to find out, you know, what your real name is, I'm sure they could Google They'll Google it, Wikipedia it. As soon as they have your name, they can find your YouTube page. That's all that Vince is saying. A name, and this is, listen. Whatever name they're given. It's in their contract. That that states that that name is property of the WWE. No one could stop you from using your real name to make a profit on the side. 
That is your name. If your name is um, Joe Schmo, well, Joe Schmo, you could go on YouTube, you could go on Twitch, you could have your own podcast and make money if you're a part of WWE. But if your ring name is Crazy Joe Schmo, well, you cannot have a YouTube channel or a Twitch channel with the name of Crazy Joe Schmo. That's all. That's all that Vince is saying. Why did I use a name like Crazy Joe Schmo? And, listen, I think what Vince has uh, requested, has asked, is more than fair. There's nothing wrong about it at all. At all. Other news recently, on a recent uh, episode of AEW Unrestricted, The Blade, from The Butcher and The Blade, explained that he didn't originally want to be paired with his wife, Allie. How did that dude get Allie? In wrestling, just because they were a couple. He was afraid she would be forced to be his valet, just because it's tradition for couples to work together. He says that, after being paired with her anyway, he realized that they just clicked. That was the first time all three of us worked together. Uh, we knew each other for about four years. And then when we initially got together, I was like, hey, I don't want to be one of those couples who like, oh, now because we're dating... Now you're my valet for no reason at all. But then someone, I think it was actually Squared Circle, ended booking us up together, and it went so well. It was me, Laura, and referee Jimmy Caderas. They put us together as a signal faction, and it went so well. It was just like, oh, we'd actually be kind of stupid if we didn't go with this. You know, and, and it's weird. <laughs> it, it's weird, um, you know, just bouncing off that statement. And, and I think um, he might have not wanted to, I don't know. And, and it's, it's, it, sometimes I think it's, it's best um, if married couples or, you know, if married couples in the industry are kept separate. Uh, for the simple fact of you're, you know, you're always on the road and, um, you know, you, you're wrestling, right? And, um, you know, you're, you're in these programs and sometimes you're um, in a program and you don't like the situation um, that you're in, you don't like the way you're booked, you don't like the company, uh, you have a beef, you have a, you, something is going wrong, and, you know, I, I just feel like if you're together in angles, right, then it's kind of hard to 
leave work at work, right? Because you're in this angle uh, with someone, in this group with someone, and, you know, the group, the angle stinks, whatever, and um, you're not happy at work, and you're with this person who you're in an angle in, in real life, and that's not working either, so... I think that the frustrations uh, sometimes could, not not saying that they wouldn't anyway, but the frustrations more than likely kind of, I think, wouldn't, um, wouldn't, um, you know, stay at work, you know, in, in matters where you're together in an angle, in a faction, I, I think sometimes, um, it's hard to leave work at work. And uh, I think it, it could just put a strain on a relationship if, if something at work is not going well and you're having frustrations, having problem with that person. Then you're actually married to that person in real life, which makes it uh, stressful. So that could usually cause problems if you're working together on a feud if you follow me <laughs> whoa was that long-winded just to get to said spot and i also think you know um that i should plug in because we're running low on power hold on one second guys And I also think sometimes too, you know, just a, a second part, just a reaction to that statement by uh, by the butcher, uh, the blade rather. What what sometimes what makes it awkward, and why why there is hesitation is sometimes, you know, you you click in real life, but then when it comes time to working together. You just don't click, which could be embarrassing for whatever reason. And could just be frustrating because here you are, you're booked in this situation where people know that you're a real life couple, but then you're not clicking on camera. And I know it's different, it's two different type of things there. But look at, like, look, for example, like, uh, Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins, real life couple, they're having a kid, but did they click on camera? No, (laughs) no. So I could, uh, so I could definitely understand, uh, why there is sometimes hesitation, um, For talent, uh, real life talent that is together, um, 
to to works to to, uh, to work together. Just uh, going speaking of um, SmackDown from this past week, a couple of things um, right now. I think off the the just the 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 best thing going in WWE right now as far as feud wise uh, has to be um, Roman Reigns and uh, Jay Uso. Roman Reigns is playing this um, this character magnificently. Try saying that a gazillion times. He's playing this character perfectly, this heel character. Uh, going up against uh, Jay Uso. This feud is taking on a life of its own. Uh, uh, and uh, I, I think, you know, when he says that this would be... You know, he's like, you know, Jay, I love you. I love you. And this, this hurt, this, this hurt me more than it, it hurt you. That it was hurting you. And I don't want to do this. He does not want to do this. And he, he's like, all right, you know, you want another match. You got it. I don't want to do it. That that's what's going to make you here you go here's the match and this is a match that's going to have a lot of stakes involved it's going to be a high stake match I think this is just opens up the door for many layers of this uh, story to unf unfold this is the uh, the best feud right now um The match that you've seen at Clash of Champions um, was beautiful. Was beautiful. Beautiful told. Beautifully told. Beautiful psychology. Heck, the big dog even gave it four and a quarter stars in, Roman, uh, in uh, Dave Meltzer. Psychology. And you figure that they should have chemistry, being that they've grown up together. Uh, and at the end there, Jimmy coming in, uh, throwing in the towel. Um, it's perfect storytelling. I don't know really what else to say. Um... And I think this match in the Hell in the Cell match, uh, it, it's going to open up for, I think, Roman Reigns to e be, e be even more nastier, be that true, a dirty heel, violent, a vicious, dirty heel that I think um, we're going to see. So right now, this is, yeah, heel Roman Reigns. But he really, if you listen to him, and I guess that's the part of the um, being of a heel. There, there has to be some truth as to what you're saying. All that he's been saying is, listen, you, you, you have to be in the main event. When you're in the main event, you know your name is on the marquee. You get the big payouts, and that's what he's always been. He's always been the main event, and he, you know. 
you could say as far as main event status, Roman Reigns over the Usos, Roman Reigns has that marquee name. So he is up there um, in popularity and as far as being well-known in real life, I think, over the Usos. So there is, there is a part that he is speaking the truth, which makes every heel uh, valid. But right now, he's been kind of just, uh, you know, matter-of-fact, subdued, arrogant. But we haven't seen that real, real dirty heel that I think Roman Reigns could be. We have not seen that yet. And I think after, uh, you know, the hell in the cell, I think we're getting there. I think the story is going to develop. We're going to have a lot of more layers to it. And I think you will, you know, have some type of a, I think what's going to happen, what's going to be the uh, end result here is that, you know, somehow this is going to be the formation of um, a stable. Jimmy and Jay, or uh, to a degree, um, are going to be forced to work behind Roman Reigns. Listen, you, you can't get the job done. Um, you, you had your opportunity. You, you're still a part of the family. Tough love. Your job is to make sure that I don't lose my title. And Jay is going to be kind of in there. Part of that um, faction kind of, um, you know, just hesitantly. Jimmy's going to be like, listen, Jay, he's family. We have to support him. And there's going to be that constant struggle. The constant uh, back and forth. Eventually that's going to spill over down the road. But I think that's what's going to open up the door to, to force uh, the, the Usos to be, you know, kind of the, the watchman for Roman Reigns and his uh, title. And you're probably going to have, I think, um, a lot more people in that group whose job it will be to watch uh, Roman Reigns' back. And just another thing, um, if you look at this pairing of Paul Heyman... um, with Roman Reigns is um, uh, a different, a lot of uh, it's a it's a, a different pairing than uh, what we've seen uh, before. You know what we've seen before is you know Paul Heyman really doing the speaking for said former client, kind of out in the forefront. But for Roman Reigns, he's more in the in the in the in, in, in the background, not really speaking. Kind of, you know, to a degree, how you see how he interacted with CM Punk kind of in the background. That's what he's doing with Roman Reigns. Um, and th- that says a lot. That says a lot. Something to uh, take notice of. So, I, I listen, I like where this story, this is probably the best storyline in WWE right now. In the Roman Reigns, uh, Jey Uso um, storyline. 
from SmackDown as well, Carmella uh, was revealed as the woman behind the mystery promos on WWE SmackDown. Um, and she's saying that she is um, untouchable. Um, you know, she was saying in that promo, basically, uh, that she forgot who she was and got lost uh, kind of along the way doing everything, you know, for the fans. So she's obviously going to be a heel here uh, and, you know, worrying and dancing for the fans. Remember the, uh, what is it, the uh, the three-second dance, dance break? No, no, five-second dance break? The dance break. Um, listen, she, she lost who she forgot who she was and she's better than everyone else. She's untouchable. Um, you know, she was last seen in May, you know, she's since, you know, you had, since then you had COVID still being around and just, uh, repackaging her, um, Untouchable, Carmella. Uh, it's going to be determined on as to where she where she will go. Whether it be she will stay on SmackDown or Raw, it's to be determined. Um, you know, I, I could see her being on SmackDown cause, since Corey Graves is there. Assuming Corey Graves uh, stays there. So I, I could see that happen as well. For and for like for whatever reason, the WWE has been trying to pull off this character successfully for four years now, without any traction. Right? Maybe Carmella could do it. Maybe she can't. But if she isn't able to, they, they need to can it for a while this kind of um uh, this character is kind of it comes off as the character that was made for emelina and that just kind of bombed and and, and didn't work um yeah as quickly as it was revealed and you know, you know just really never got off the ground and i think part of the reason why that emelina all those vignettes that they were doing uh kind of um just maybe they waited too long you know Car carmella being uh untouchable um listen you, you you gotta see um what it's all about first um before you go quickly uh knock it um, you know, nice appearance, definitely, definitely a beautiful appearance, uh, but again, um, how convincing can you be on the microphone, that, that's what it's going to come down to, it's how convincing can you be on the microphone, uh, and ring, you know, ability, uh, does play a part of it, uh, but, you know, in vignettes, you had a gazillion, you could, do as many takes as you needed to get it right, to put it down right. And, you know, when you're 
on live TV, you only have one chance to do it right correctly. And you hope that it does not bomb. So for this character to to work, um, and I think for uh, for Carmela, a big part of it has to be, um, you know, being a convincing promo to to make this work. And I and I think that she's able to do it uh, because uh, she was, you know, she was pr- pretty good as far as character. Uh, this is a, a little bit of a different character now. This is more elegant, I guess. But it, it's also a version of what Carmela was, I think. Well, rather, Carmela could use uh, her experience of working, being the character Carmela from NXT. That character that she was. A little bit different character uh, when she came to uh, the main roster in WWE. So I guess what I'm trying to say is she's done different versions of characters already in a short time on the main roster. Again, for this to work, uh, she needs to, the first promo that she's out there, she needs to cut it flawlessly for people to take her uh, seriously. For people to take her seriously. Want to take a short break, a little intermission here. While we um, go to the restroom and <laughs> gather up um, anything that we need to for the next um, couple of minutes here. But I did want to take you down um, memory lane uh, as far as um, wrestling and um, play an old video uh, from... Some time ago, just to uh, remember, oh man, how wrestling uh, has changed. And um, let's see what I could pull up here for you guys. How'd you come up with all these elaborate... Let's see, let's see. Should have had this queued up, right? <laughs> that would have been uh, much better. Let's see. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. How about Dean Ambrose heel turn after Roman Reigns is? He might say it just. Let's put that on there. Let's go back. South after watching. This is from uh, WWE 2018. Take a listen. Let me know what you think. In the comment section, after the clip is over. Why not? Old school, retro. Let's take a listen. Be back in four minutes. Given the circumstances of what uh, Roman Reigns is going through and the fact that they just won the tag team belts in uh, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins, you may feel that this was probably the worst night to do this in turning Dean Ambrose heel. But, you know, and maybe you were expecting it sometime down the road. You might be questioning to yourself, how will a heel and, and a face stay a tag team? 
I'd say it's poorly executed in that sense. But let's tell you this. I think putting how they're going to function together aside, I think in a sense of whether to criticize if this is the right time or not, I think this is the absolute right time to do it. The absolute right time to do it. And uh, I bet a lot of people will tune in to see what happens next week. And that's what they want you to do. You know, and it, it, more people watching it after Roman's uh, announcement, so it has maximum impact. WWE takes from the ultimate low in uh, Roman's announcement to the ultimate high, Seth and Dean winning the tag titles to the ultimate low, Dean turning on Seth. Excellent storyline. And it's brilliant booking uh, with an easy out if it's not working. You just made Dean the second biggest heel in WWE behind Champa. Imagine people are thinking, Dean, after what your brother in the Shield just went through, you do this to Seth Rollins today? Instantly, I think, uh, makes him second biggest heel behind Champa. And if by some miracle it doesn't work, you could just play on, uh, on you know, what's happened to Roman caused Dean to snap. Excellent out. And you then play the story out for Seth to get through to his shield brother. Classic WWE story telling. Just up to them to tell it right. And now he doesn't get too cheesy. So that is... And out. And think of it. It puts, shifts all the focus off Reigns and what he's going through. People going home from the event and people watching will still be feeling bad for him. But at the same time, they'll be feeling angry or excited. Look, this was the perfect time, no matter how way, which way you cut it. Dean is one of those characters that's really hard to make a heel. Even turning on his shield brothers to be seen, it might not even have been enough. He's a loose cannon. That's part of the reason why so many people love him. Now, turn on his shield. Brothers, same night, Roman relinquished his title due to illness. Instant mega heel. Instant mega heel. Watch this play out. And this was the absolute right time to do it. I hope all is well. Look forward to speaking to you very, very soon. Hello. <laughs> How about that Johnny Casher? Did you see it? Legend.
And how about that video? Dean Ambrose heel turn after Reigns' announcement. Bad timing? Question mark. From October 25th, 2018. You two guys could subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. Well, that type of good stuff will be on there. Going back uh, to WWE and um, SmackDown. We also did see um, you know, um, Alexa Bliss, uh, continuing with this, uh, character. I'm not sure. <laughs> there goes Alexa. <laughs> Where Bliss, <laughs> Bliss is going on, um, you know, uh, being possessed, um, you know, uh, by... Or being in fact, uh, I guess, what's the word? Being changed since her encounter with the fiend, uh, Bray Wyatt. Now, you know, and she's taken on this um, sinister, um, this evil... Um, Angle. We've seen what has um, happened. Um, she um, kind of set up uh, Kevin Owens uh, in in an attack and the fiend was summoned. He attacked Kevin Owens. So I guess Alexa Bliss has turned heel. Holding the fiend's hand. So, you know, this is a kind of a a, a slow um, build. All right, so this storyline has been kind of um, going on for a um, a couple of weeks, uh, and, and it's been. It's been a little bit, um, I don't know, uh, confusing of a storyline uh, because you heard that um, uh, Bray Wyatt or The Fiend was going to turn uh, face. Uh, that's at least uh, what uh, people, um, what the dirt sheets uh, were saying. Now... And I think this is kind of... Now, if this... Remember that you have the draft going on that's going to take place very, very soon. I think within the next week or two, right? So, it would be... It would be so WWE to just completely draft these two in uh, Bliss... And the fiend on separate rosters <laughs> after they just started this storyline where uh, Bliss actually now makes contact 
uh, with the fiend and standing side by side together, uh, <laughs> it would be so WWE to just <laughs> completely drop, uh, like drop what what happened this week, <laughs> just wipe it, pretend it didn't exist, or just uh, draft them into two separate rosters, which would be absolutely uh, funny. <laughs> that were to happen. But, <laughs> I don't think they will. I think they will be on the same uh, brand, rather. And, um, I think this is You know, uh, the way they explain the story, her brain was washed. She has seen the light. This is a better way to do it. So, it has potential not to be complicated if they do this the right way. Then again, it's WWE. So... Never say never. They could very easily make this complicated. But you have done a straight path um, where it was simply the, the, just described that, okay, uh, her brain was washed. As opposed to, you know, uh, everyone in the IWC, you know, the wrestling community always wanted um, Sister Abigail. Sister Abigail, but you're you're too far already. You're too far down the road from not having a sister Abigail on the roster uh, to, to to kind of bring it back now to to bring Sister Abigail back in the picture or into the picture when. Um, When she, um, now when Sister Abigail was supposedly, um, killed, uh, when, when, um, when the white compound were burned up in flames, you remember when that happened, and, you know, that, that was part of, you know, that, that was some time ago. So it's like, how are you gonna... You know, you know, just how you're going to, it just doesn't make any sense how you would introduce her again without, um, without people, uh, questioning it or you, you, you might have potential to lose them because that was a clear cut, just completely, um, you know, she's gone. Boom. You know, so. And I and I think you know I wanted uh, Sister Abigail to be Caitlin from way back if you guys remember it, but you know that, that at that point that was this is some time ago. That's all I'm saying. I, I again, never say never, but I think they're at that point where Sister Abigail. They're too far down the road to bring back a Sister Abigail into this storyline. Uh, somehow so I think you've opened up 
the path to make this partnership easy to understand, easy to explain. Keep it simple, stupid. Okay, and um, uh, this is kind of a, a new um, way or a new way to introduce um, Alexa Bliss, and I and I think. Okay, all right. <laughs> My own uh, Alexa thing is going off, and I and she she knows how to play a heel, uh, a heel. Um, so it 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 I I think uh, I think this is a a good. This is a good story. It's a good story. And uh, just um, interested uh, to to see how it. Uh, how it, uh, it will continue to unfold here. So that's, um, you know, I just, I just hope that they uh, keep it together um, and keep them on the same brand. You know, those were just a couple of things... Um, in general, um, uh, from from SmackDown uh, that I took, um, and again, just uh, an overview. I'm not gonna. I'm not usually one to do uh, recaps. Just uh, you know, this is more like news, rumors, and you know, brief, brief couple of thoughts, a couple of things re, uh, reacting to what's uh, out there. From AEW, uh, Dynamite, once again, um, you have, I think the, the, the storyline that compels me the most right now, um, and listen, just, uh, just as an overview right now in, in uh, AEW, this whole Young Bucks thing, um, are, are, are they... Turning heel, are they heel? Super kicking, um, Tony Schiavone thing ha has gotten a, a little bit, uh, it's getting a little bit old for me. Um, you know, uh, it, it's, uh, it's just, it's just not working for them as, as, as heels to kind of trying too hard and you're 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 super super kicking Tony Schiavone and I just <laughs> I, I it's not doing anything for me they're trying too hard and I don't get the here I don't know again um Maybe I, I just uh, I'm oh, I'm overthinking it here, or maybe I'm I should just you know and, uh, hush up and just you know <laughs> just uh, watch the product and you know not ask too many questions here. But here here's the question that I have for you guys. Sorry, here's testing one two testing one two. Here's that question that I have for you guys. The records uh, matter. 
right? I, I, uh, wins and losses matter. Um, they, to their credit, um, AEW is still announcing uh, wins and losses. They highlight the fact that um, oh, MJF has this, and I will get to uh, MJF very, very quickly here, very soon. Um, they're highlighting MGF, MJF's uh, record here. You also are highlighting records um, from, you know, wrestlers that have mostly, you know, AE, um, you know, AEW dark matches. They highlight their record. Yeah, they're getting their feet wet on uh, dark. Some, you know, undefeated. Just wrestling all dark. Okay. So, you have FTR here, right? They, uh, how is a team? Question I have for you. How is the, how is a team that has a brutal win-loss record, just horrible, just pitiful. How are they getting a tag team title shot and not, you know, number one competitors, number one tag teams, the best tag team, which have the best record? How come they're not getting shots? How come FTR is calling the shots and not defending their title against the number one seed, but rather against a team that's a way lower seed? So, again, to um, AEW's credit, they're still saying, you know, wins and losses here. But it's like they matter, and but then, then again, they don't as far as who gets shots, who gets opportunities. For example, again, wins and losses. Uh, when, um, when Cody Rhodes was champion... Again, records matter, wins and losses. How is Eddie Kingston getting a title shot? And I believe that his first debut match was a um, title shot. That's the one thing I don't understand. And uh, I think AEW has to kind of fix that and change that. That way that it, it's more, um, you know, more believable. That's the thing I don't like about, you know, AEW. These... Uh, win-loss records, and I didn't think it was a good idea in the first place, but, you know, nonetheless, we're here anyway, and, um, you know, it's going to be, it is what it is, as we pause for a quick intermission, hold on, guys, I'm going to be talking about MJF next, MJF, MJF, let's do another video for you guys, as we lead you, small little break here, See what do we have here? And that's going to be always a feature that I'm going to try to incorporate uh, some old wrestling videos where you guys could hear it. While I gotta, while I gotta, you know, gotta set this up for the next segment. Want to make sure I have. Cover it right, read it right, and uh, give you my opinion uh, on it.
Guys, take a few minutes to uh, hit that like button, will you? It would mean a lot to me. And here I am, speaking about Eddie Kingston. Here's a video about Eddie Kingston, my thoughts on him appearing on AEW. From about two months ago. eyebrows done guys on tv looking dapper looking a million bucks on tv for aew and uh and uh it, it kind of before we go we have about three minutes left here on um the um podcast uh, audio version guys you have more on uh, YouTube. It will be out there very shortly. A couple more things I wanted to get into. So go on over to YouTube. Check out the rest. But if you're listening on audio form, I'm going to leave you with my thoughts on Eddie Kingston from some time ago joining AEW after he was with NWA. And it will cut off uh, shortly. Cuts off after an hour. But feel free to... Uh, Definitely check the YouTube version out as well. We cover other sports as well, besides wrestling. If you guys are into that, here we go back into it. It made me sad. Uh, it made me sad. Let me explain to you why it made me sad. You know, and uh, I've talked about this on Clean Pin. Clean Pin is um, kind of a, a vloggish uh, a video cast. Uh, thing that I've done uh, every week, just talk about news and rumors, and uh, like Eddie Kingston is like the guy that I I I, I, I associate with NWA. When I think NWA, I think Eddie Kingston, one of those guys who's made passionate promos about the product, about NWA, about how he likes. His love for wrestling, about how he loves NWA, and then um, you know I, I I seen him on AEW. You know it it it, it amazes me how many people like didn't know who he is. You guys are doing yourself a disservice if you don't know who. Eddie Kingston is spent some time in Impact, ROH, little places you're probably familiar with. One of the best uh, talkers on the mic, and and he, and and, and he, it comes off great because you know his whole character. It, it's it's who he is, amped up a little bit, or. Maybe you might even say it's not even amped up. It's him. Not even being amped up. And his promos are so good. Because what he talks about is he, he talks about it from the heart. Because that's something that he's been through. 
And, you know, his debut match, uh, 